Welcome to my post-circumcision blog diary, I make it day 25 today. There really isn't a great deal to write about today, the rapid phase of recovery seems to pass and there are no dramatic day-to-day changes. Photo by Ron Latch on Pexels.com My stitches have completely gone, and swelling has gone down too. I've got two slightly inflamed areas of foreskin, I had a loose cut to ensure I didn't end up with tight erections, which I'm keeping an eye on. They look like balanitis so they'll get hit with steroid cream to nip any relapse in the bud. They're on each side of my penis where I had several stitches close together so it might just be as a result of that. I also still have a small patch of wet scab in the frenulum area. This is always the last area to heal and my prior frenuloplasty means there's already some scarring there. It's a tiny bit sore as well but not something I'm constantly aware of. I think it just needs to run its course as the rest of my glands did and be given time to heal. I did clean it off in the bath but it has subsequently scabbed over again so clearly it needs more time. Looking beyond my recovery it's been quite a week in circumcision debate. The author Gary Steingart published an article in the New Yorker about his botched circumcision which has created much debate and coverage across wider media circles. A new study from Denmark found no link between circumcision and reduced rates of STIs, including HIV. And a study from Ontario, Canada found no difference in the rate of HIV infection between circumcised and uncircumcised men. Slowly but surely it feels like the medical justification for male circumcision in non-consenting infants and children is being eroded. This is particularly important because consent rules from a medical ethics perspective differ between therapeutic, medically necessary, and non-therapeutic surgeries. 